Well, I know that the three of us are big sports betting guys. Okay. (laughs) Off to a great start. (laughs) I have a personal bet for every one of y'all. Okay. All, all two of you. You mean um, our, our audience? You mean? Uh, yes. Actually, I would love audience participation. And I do know that all of you have my numbers. So please just text me your uh, over-unders on this. Okay. Okay. So the 2023 Oscars are coming up. And if I know anything about terrible Oscar bit writers, they are going to milk the will smith slap oh so those udders are dust (laughs) beat that horse until it is unrecognizable at the time of this recording chris rock has just released a special on netflix that did the same thing so (laughs) hey y'all remember that time time? is anywhere on in california they are. It's going to happen. Will Smith has retired to his underground bunker for the duration <laughs> well, he, of the. Uh, he can't go to the Oscars yeah, anymore. His, so his hermetically mean, sealed bunker for the duration of the Oscars. <laughs> okay, so my bet for you guys mm-hmm. um, is five. The over under five point five references to the slap, whether that be like outright talking about it or alluding to like Chris Rock and Will Smith or Jada. Anything like that. Oh, I think over. So 5.5. Over, hands down. Are you taking the over or the under? Over. These writers are shameless. I am going to take the under. Okay. Um, now, are you doing that just to be fun, or are you, do you actually think he's, that? He has a little more faith in the Oscars board than I do. Uh, I do everything because I'm a serious creative. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, it's I, my I, driving I, force. <laughs> My yeah, my drive my driving force is betting. Um, if you're having fun, you're not making money, and I'm all about that grind. Yeah, I'm all about that moo law. No, uh, I took the under because I think the Oscars are going to tell the writers that they can't talk about it. That's that's kind of where I'm at. I am wondering. However, yeah. However, I think Jimmy Kimmel is not going to mention it. <laughs> you think Jimmy Kimmel, think, the lone wolf. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Kimmel known for pushing the envelope in Hollywood. <laughs> right. It's going to be mentioned. I don't think that they can get away without mentioning it at all. I just feel like 5.5 is a little much. I think it's going to be like two or three. First, first person to mention the slap gets slapped. Yeah. <laughs> first person, to, first person to mention the sn- the slap gets sniped. <laughs> a red, a red dot appears on Kimmel's forehead. I, I, I think um, they're going to go all out. I think they're going to give like complimentary memorial gift bags for like featuring Will Smith's hand or something. <laughs> the, it's a plaster mold of, of Will Smith. Oh God! <laughs> the, they're going to get like little uh, gold plaques that just say "Keep my wife's name out of your effing mouth." Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> There's like a chalk outline around the the spot where it happened. Oh it's, man! It's, it, that would be okay. That would be kind of funny, though. It's like a visual gag. They had it like coned off and like, yeah, they're just like, hey, like we can't let people stand at that part of the stage anymore. Like that's a sacred <laughs> that's sacred ground. <laughs> I don't like like you said, I don't put it past Hollywood to uh, to not mention it. But like, I don't I think I have a little bit more faith in being like, oh, they're going to make like a spectacle out of this a year later. Yeah, I don't know. Well, speaking of spectacles, <laughs> welcome to our spectacle. Hey, wow. known as Stir the Plot, a podcast for movie lovers where we watch the first and last scenes of a movie. And then we just we just try and figure out what happens in between. We're sleuths. 
We're investigators. We're detectives. I think we're 40 for 44, so we're not bad. We've gotten all of them right, I think. Uh, what were the four we didn't? Yeah. Uh, everything that we, all the Twilight episodes that we did. <laughs> I don't oh, remember okay. them. No. So I, I've... I've erased them from my mindscape. No amount of cognitive therapy can can surface those memories. I don't know. Like <laughs> I don't know. We're investigators. We like we like digging around in the the muck and the mire of cinema to bring you uh, treasure. I would say. I think we're creators of treasure. Oh, we're just three little truffle pigs rooting around in the dirt, <laughs> trying to trying who to find. Told you, who told you my high school nickname? <laughs> truffle pig. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> just in fl- just, hey, come here, truffle pig. Just in, <laughs> just in Flower Mound High School. Just like, come here, truffle pig. Oh man! And my name is uh, Brady King. Oink oink. <laughs> my name is Derek Fultz. We snaw. No, okay. Let me talk. No, 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 Brady. I'm, I'm more than upset with you right now because you have put me in a position where I have to oink. On sound recording. Colton, make uh-huh. another pig noise. Come on, Colton, do it. Because there's, find, there's, find, find you took the oink. Noise, Who are you, piggy? There's a slew. You took the oink. There's a slew of them. You took the oink. And now, then Derek took the little wee snob. So mm-hmm. the only thing left is like the snort. And there's going to be audio evidence of Colton Hart uh-huh. doing the snort. And I, I, I'm not doing it. So my name's Colton Hart. Oink, oink. Oh. <gasps> That, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm standing my ground. Wow, that's the. I, you know what? Creativity is dead. <laughs> so in improv, we talk about a thing called the yes and spirit. <laughs> um, what you just did, Colton, was something that we like to call the no butt spirit. <laughs> I and I, I like, set you up. I, I I spiked the ball sky high. Set you up perfectly, and this is what I get in return. Spike to the ball. I sky, I, okay. I punched. I hit the ball up in the air. So that you Brady could gave you a, uh, hit it. Brady gave you a gift. I took the ball and I went home. <laughs> Brady gave you a gift and this is how you return it? Mm-hmm. For shame. For shame, Colton Hart. It's in the same I'm box. Sorry. I won't do it. It's the exact same box I sent it in. Except why is it wet? Colton, <laughs> why is the box wet? Hey, I, I, I don't. UPS is a weird place, man. Mm, okay. UP where? <laughs> on, on the box, it smells like. <laughs> What is this? A what? What are we doing this episode? Oh, I don't know well, anymore. Haven't you heard, Colton? Ha, haven't you? Haven't you heard the whispers on the wind? The Oscars are coming. Oh, and that's okay. That's what explains the carolers I got last night. The Oscars. The Oscars are coming. And Colton, is your heart right? <laughs> oh no. Uh, I'd like to introduce you to uh, a woman named Lydia Tarr who can set you on the right path. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to introduce you to a man named Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Kimmel. Um, and as you know, like once the Oscars come around, we also like to show our little ugly Hydra heads around uh, here. <laughs> We're doing our annual Oscars episode uh, where we take the best picture nominees or most of the best picture nominees. Cause as we know, they've just been adding more and more on there because they want to like, put popular movies on there now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Instead of like whenever they were first movies. released avatar and top gun were not on that list. I no. swear the first time I looked at the, at the nominees list, top gun Maverick was not on there. Well, I, I was watching them when they came out, uh, when I should have been working <laughs> and I watched uh, Tom Cruise, uh, walk on stage with a gun and threaten to, uh, he, actually, to- <laughs> he crashed into the Beverly Hilton w- with a jet. <laughs> oh, that, 
<laughs> is that getting a little too 911 y? Go ahead. He crashed ahead. into the building, <laughs> right into the steel beams with an F 22. God. Our FBI agent is, is getting concerned, guys. Yeah. My FBI agent is like so thankful now that I have a computer again. <laughs> so uh, I think what we're going to do this season is we've got the list of, uh, of best picture nominees from 2023. And a random list of genres. And we're going to spin those good old shake and not stirred wheels as usual. We're mm-hmm. going to mix things up a little bit. We're going to land on a, on a Best Picture nominee and then have to turn it into whatever genre that we get. Yep. Uh, you, you expl- I was like, you, you explained that pretty succinctly. Uh, <laughs> that was really well. <laughs> Thank yeah, you, guys. I, 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 I've been I, practicing that speech every night before I go to bed. Every morning I, I look at myself and I just mm. rehearse that. Uh, well, every morning I wake up with glass bones and paper skin. Um, <laughs> All right. Are we ready for our first movie? Uh, I think so. Um, well, before we get started, um, we are doing uh, the like shake ups of like the best pictures and everything. Uh, but afterwards, we will be uh, actually diving into our feelings about some of these movies and making some wild predictions about what we think, uh, who's going to win. Uh, who's going to get uh, absolutely robbed at the Oscars? Who's going to get Will Slith, Will Slap Smith, uh, Will, Will <laughs> Slap Will, Will Smith Slap? <laughs> Did you really have a problem getting that out, or were you like playing a bit, like uh, a little bit of both? I I had a problem getting it out, and then it turned into a bit because I wanted to make it seem like I'm not an idiot. <laughs> um. But anyways, uh, yeah, Colton, go ahead and, uh, you know, let, let's go ahead and spin that wheel. Let's go ahead and spin that All wheel right. with that movie and that genre. All right. First wheel. All right. We're going to do the Fablemans um, uh. and the Fablemans as a. Oh, podcaster's choice to start us out. We're off to a great start. Um. What if it's about the brother Grimm writing down the stories? Hold on. <laughs> Hold. Colton Hart. This is, <laughs> there's the, we know the brothers Grimm. The br- now we're going to meet the brother Spielberg. Is that what we're going to do? Oh, man. No, we are going to meet the less popular, like more, uh, more poor, more poorly received Fablemans. <laughs> oh yes. So we have we have the brothers Grimm, who I don't know. Uh, unfortunately, the first name of either of the brothers Grimm. Uh, um, Tim, Tim and Jim, I think. Tim and Jim Grimm. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but then we have um, we have Larry and Lawrence. Did I say Larry and Lawrence? I don't know. Fableman? It's Larry and. It's Larry and Lawrence Fableman now. Um, T- table, table Tim and table, Fable Tim and table. <laughs> what is happening it, it's fable Tim I, and fable jim i <laughs> i definitely curse this podcast by calling us truffle pigs because now we are we are full porky pigging it on the mic right now <laughs> my, my tongue just like fell to the back of my throat <laughs> okay hot um <laughs> so uh here we go here we go i got it the Fablemans met the grim brothers in college Right. And uh, the Fablemans were like really good folklorists, 
mm-hmm. they didn't have like the technical expertise or the charisma to be able to bring them out into the world. Yes. Mm-hmm. Enter, yeah. <laughs> enter the brothers Grimm, played by both played by Justin Timberlake. Actually, absolutely. Yeah, they're okay. They're twins. I I literally was like Brady. I think we're just doing the social network. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, dude, we need to go public with this. This, like, your stories are incredible. The Fablemen start ghostwriting all the Brothers Grimm's work, and they are getting the credit for it. Mm-hmm. Well, and then, like, next thing you know, the Brothers Grimm, they're like, we got to go public with the company. They start trading stock options uh-huh, and then, uh-huh. like, weaseling the Fablemans out of the company. You know, mm-hmm. it's like just a whole dramatic ordeal. Or, or, or maybe it's not even that. Maybe, like, the Fablemans find out that Brother Grimm. Is just like absolutely loaded, and they haven't been getting like any resids, resis. What are they? Residies? Residuals? Yeah, yeah. But like, what's the cool hip way the the kids are calling it? The resis. I think you. The resis. I think you had it right. Yeah. Okay. Let me let me walk this down. Riz is game. (laughs) Rizzies are residuals, and Razzies are the the bad Oscars. (laughs) Razzies are the award Dwayne the Rock Johnson gets. (laughs) <laughs> yes yes i'm okay with talking bad about dwayne the rock johnson after i found that he was an absolute crybaby on black adam he's been he's been hogging the limelight for too long get those they get, get that big muscly man out of here replace him with dave batista at this moment i i genuinely think it's because no one can like dwayne the rock johnson has lasted this long because no one can physically remove him from a set no yes we have to find we have to find paper we have to (laughs) there has to be something here but you think about it like Dwayne the Rock Johnson like walks into your studio and he's like I'm gonna play Black Adam can you tell him no they did for a very long time (laughs) did they he also he also asked for a very long time too (laughs) I was about to say he's been asking to play Black Adam since like 2007 I think I was like before people even cared about who Black Adam was and I mean, people still didn't care about Black Adam whenever Black Adam was released. <laughs> um, there was like, I think there was like one cool thing that Black Adam ever did, and then like that was it. Oh man. Anyways, all right, uh, we ready for our next one? Yeah, we just completely, <laughs> we just completely dropped the dropped the plot of uh, of the Fablemans <laughs> to do a little well, do a little mini rant about Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Well, uh, anyways, the, Grimm, the, Fab- the brothers Grimm eventually pay to have the Fablemans uh, assassinated, and they end yeah. up in a in a yeah. ditch somewhere. Uh, penniless and broke. The end. Yep. And uh, Michelle Williams gets a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a cautionary tale about something. Capitalism. Oh, man. All right. Here's the next one. All right. We're going to do Triangle of Sadness. Mm. That's what I want to start calling this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to say that's what I call my bedroom, but. <laughs> The Triangle of Sadness as an apocalyptic movie. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here's what immediately comes to mind. The world's oceans dried up. <laughs> There's a vast desert. I know where you're going. There's a vast desert that has had communities now built on, on the desert uh, in order to survive. And in the center of one of these vast deserts that now exists on the earth um, exists a hollowed out point in the earth in the shape of a triangle where the Bermuda triangle used to be. Yep. And it's referred to as the triangle of sadness, right? They call it the triangle of sadness because, uh, the if you jump in, mi- you die and that makes you sad. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's uh, dying is a better existence than what they're living right now. Um, <laughs> no, uh, they call it the triangle of sadness because, uh, the lore 
of this uh, area because it's it's like set thousands of years in the future. Of course. Okay. Of course. Uh, not <laughs> like in the immediate future because the oceans would never dry up while we're here. Um, <laughs> it's, it's set in the distant future 20 years from now. <laughs> 2028. Um, the lore behind the Triangle of Sadness is that there are trials that exist within the triangle mm. and only the bravest souls will go into the triangle of sadness to complete the trials. And if they complete them, uh, they are awarded an existence in the center of the earth with, uh, all of the cool dinosaurs in King Kong. Um, <laughs> and Mark Zuckerberg and Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, he's been there the whole time. There's only one who survives the trial. It's Brendan Fraser. And mm-hmm. bada bing, bada boom, journey to the center of the earth. And he, act, when he goes to the center of the earth, he actually comes back and tells people about um, his discoveries uh, down in the center of the earth. He's a, he's he's guiding people to go because yeah. he's already done it. Oh, he's guiding the rich and wealthy to go down to the center of the earth to live with the mm-hmm. lizard people in King Kong. Right. Uh, but he's the one that kind of cooperates that like, yes, there is like a, 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 a society down there. Um, and so he leads a group of wealthy, uh, of wealthy individuals down the triangle of sadness. They go through, they go through all the trials and, uh, the ones that make it to the center of the earth find that there's nothing down there. Oh, bummer. And, um, That's science though, except for, you know, obviously what you would find at the center of the earth, uh, lava, <laughs> And uh, he opens the door and like, all right, get out. (laughs) They say, oh, that's sad. And Brendan Fraser pulls out a gun and says, well, now you know why it's called the triangle of sadness. And he (laughs) and kills them all. And then uh, out of the lava arises Rachel Weiss. And it's a sequel to the mummy. (laughs) Man, the rich and famous have everything. Can't they just leave us the center of the earth? Oh, man. I love that Brendan Fraser was in this just because we had them go to the center of the earth. Right. Well, we couldn't do the whale because the whale wasn't nominated for best picture. But, you know, he, Brendan Fraser's here in spirit. All right. Um, another. Another. More. Oh, more. Um, all right. We have women talking. As. They do be talking, though. They do, they women, do be women talking. Women do be talking. As a fantasy movie. All right. So this movie is set placed in 1920 where women talking would only be a fantasy <laughs> Uh, Colton. Colton. <laughs> Colton. Listen. From the from the get-go. Somebody he, he had to beat us out the gate to get there first so we could take that bullet for us. Great. We right. cleared He's the air. Like, We're all a bunch of misogynistic garbage. All right, we got that off our plates. Yeah, Colton saw us and he was like, not today, Natural Park Boys. Oh man. Um, On National Women's History Month too. Right. Uh, you said that out loud. <laughs> All right. Women talking is a fantasy movie. Okay. Um, I can't. You shouldn't let me do fantasy movies because I'll make it too serious. I've got it. Oh, no. I've got it. You're going to get got by the Twitter hordes if this behavior continues. Go ahead. All women are queens and they deserve to be treated that way. Um, but in this world, all. Okay. So we're in a fantasy world. Uh, and all of a sudden, um, women start having this like magical ability mm-hmm. uh like when they speak like things that they say come true or like just they have they have like this innate power in them i do hate to break this to you but uh-huh. that is the plot of the novel the power 
<laughs> is it really? <laughs> in oh, which man, women, I've never even read that book. Power suddenly awakens in all women across the world, and it changes this like socioeconomic hierarchy of everything. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's not well, funny. I wish it's I not funny. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, okay. Well, we don't want to plagiarize. So how about this? There are a group of women who have the ability to tell the future. What if it's what if it is that they're all oracles, but and they, not like, <laughs> but they're not. And it's <laughs> what if they're all oracles and once a year they get together uh-huh. where they just talk like about all the stuff that's going to happen in the future. Like it's like they're like gossip session. But like it's all like the stuff, crazy stuff that's gonna happen. Uh, yeah. Okay. This is like a really like this is an A twenty four fantasy movie. It's set in one location, uh-huh. costs sixty thousand dollars to make. Um, <laughs> shot on iPhone. Shot on an, <laughs> shot on iPhone. Uh, Steven Soderbergh directed it. Um, so they all get together to talk about like the various visions they had. They find that they've all had the same vision about one specific thing that's going to happen, but from like different angles. Or like different perspectives. Ooh, oh, depending on how they view the event, someone else is at fault mm-hmm. for it. Yes. Yeah. No. And Mary they, did it. No. Jessica did it. No. <laughs> it was. My, it was Margaret. I was literally going to say Jessica, my favorite fantasy name, but then I remembered that uh, Paul's mom in Dune is named <laughs> Jessica. So it's like <laughs> I like that. So they they lock the door and they say nobody escapes until we figure this out. Yes. And in doing so. And by them, yes. And come on, in come doing on, Brady, come so. On. We're on the same wavelength. And doing so, they bring about the very destruction that they were trying to prevent in the first place. Mm-hmm. Right. They're trying to figure out which they're trying to figure out which one of them. Uh, <clears throat> like, wh- Derek, I thought you were I thought you were going to make the joke. of Yeah, they're all trying to figure out where they want to eat. And I was just like. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I could go for salt grass. No, well, <laughs> mm, I, I, I had a vision that we were going to get food poisoning there. Five um, girlfriends are locked in a room together and they can't leave until they decide where they want to eat. And the, and so they, uh, the, the, the end scene is them just as old ladies starved, like, like just as husks starved to death. Yeah. Um, I feel like every time we do fantasy, it like pops off. We have to check the wiki, but I'm pretty sure that, that's what I'm saying. I'm it's sure. like, I like, I can't keep getting fantasy as a genre because then I keep making really good movies. <laughs> <laughs> Is somebody writing this down? Cause you should. I mean, it's going in my folder of movies that I will eventually write one day. I need Rizzy's please. Um, all right. We have everything everywhere all at once mm. Mm. as a, I don't even want to touch this movie as a masterpiece. Oh, well it's done. <laughs> I was like, I don't even want, I don't even want to touch this movie. Oh, we have another podcaster's choice. Y'all want to, y'all want another? Yeah, run yeah spin the wheel again. Yeah. Everything, everywhere, all at once. That's a cop drama. <laughs> okay, I know we're prone to going the serial killer route, but uh-huh. inspired by the likes of Seven, we could do a serial killer drama hmm. where a group of killers or terrorists intend to carry out a plan to hit everything everywhere all at once across the city. Oh, here's yeah. Here. It's a part. There's a cult group going on that mm-hmm. people don't know like who's in it and who's not, mm-hmm. but their like plan is to, like, they're all like in this one town and their plan is to kill everything everywhere 
all within like the same time all at once i feel like cop movies and then like especially like cop procedurals loved this plot like in the early 2000s what if it was a group that got a hold of a dirty bomb uh-huh. Oh, oh, and yeah. they're just gonna set it off, and it'll literally right. be everything yes. everywhere all at once. Yeah, okay. it's that's um, better. It, it, uh, Stephanie Shu is the um, she is the leader of a I I, I hate to say eco terror like an eco terrorist organization because it's like you know, <laughs> they have a, they have a yes. dirty bomb, so it's like how much of like an eco terrorist <laughs> can you be? Um, We're going to save the trees by blowing the city into I'm going to save the trees by nuclear fallout. Um, (laughs) We're going to solve global warming with a nuclear winter. (laughs) You thought it was hot now. Just wait until you get caught in the fallout. (laughs) Hey, Um, it's me, Tucker Carlson. This is the future the libs want. (laughs) Can the lead um, investigator on this be Michelle Yeoh? Can she be like... Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ki Hui Kwan is her partner, right? Um, and they've kind of been like, like he he uh, he's kind of like new to the game, and she's kind of like a jaded uh, police officer. Can we keep the thread that uh, that the leader of the ego terrorist organization is her daughter? Is her daughter? Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. going to say that. Absolutely. Which it's like you know she's she presents herself like in the videos that she releases to the public, like she's in a mask and she's in like, you know, like dark clothing and stuff like that. And then like at the end of the movie, you find out that it's actually her daughter. Yeah. They stop the bomb, like just as it's about to go off. Um, the bomb is a metaphor for depression and suicide. <laughs> um, the, the bomb is a metaphor for nihilism. And uh, yeah, uh, with the help of uh, with her partner, Michelle Yeoh is able to stop the bomb with like one second left, like right before it goes off. Or what if she um, heals the relationship at the last minute with her daughter mm-hmm. and convinces mm-hmm. her daughter to mm-hmm. defuse the bomb? And then Michelle Yeoh shoots her and kills her. <laughs> and they with don't they dog. don't save the they don't save the trees, but they do save the city. So yeah. I guess that's yeah. something. That's something, yeah, and they they say Thanksgiving for sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know, Thanksgiving in a dystopia sounds a little. Well, first off, Thanksgiving in a dystopia sounds like a Fallout Boy album. Um, <laughs> can, can you can you pass the six legged turkey, please? <laughs> <laughs> oh, careful not to break the wishbone, or we'll all die. <laughs> it would be a nuclear explosion. Careful not to break the wishbone, or you'll wish you hadn't. You know what I mean? <laughs> Oh, also, all, Jamie Lee Curtis is the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> the bomb's name is Jamie. Like, hey, could you imagine that call? Like, hey, Jamie, uh, we've got a role we think you might like. You're not going to be in the movie or have any screen time or say any dialogue. But fresh off the he- fresh off the heels of Halloween ends. <laughs> What's the? Uh, uh, hey, Sorcerer Running. Um, we're gonna we have a job for you. We, we're, you're gonna make dialogue for this bomb. I know you were in this movie last time, but you're going to be in. You're going to be. Say, a, never mind. Did you say Saoirse Ronan? Yeah, that's what I said. Why Saoirse, the, why Saoirse Ronan? No, I was making a joke that she was in the first Avatar, but then not. She was in the second one. Saoirse Ronan's in Avatar? Am I, who am I thinking of? Wait, hold are on. Are you thinking of Sigourney Weaver? That's what I said the first <laughs> time. We all heard it. Colton. <laughs> 
We all Saoirse heard Ronan it. is Lady Bird. That's what I said the first time. Stop. She's 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 a little woman. No. Sigourney Weaver fights aliens. S- Sigourney Weaver is the voiceover in Finding Dory at the zoo. <laughs> her, her, her titular role. Look, the if, role that made her famous. I watched I watched Aliens for the first time the other day, and I said, "Is that the voice actor from Finding Dory?" That's crazy. <laughs> Look, if they didn't, if if they wanted me to know them apart, then they would have. They wouldn't both have really bad. If they names. wanted me to tell them apart, they should have different names. Oh wait, <laughs> yeah, they should have different names completely. Uh, same with that one and sh- the Irish actor Siobhan. The Irish actor Siobhan. Yeah, what's what Siobhan are you thinking of? They're all the same, Dara. Why keep up, please? I think <laughs> I think you're still thinking of Saoirse Ronan. No. <laughs> I don't think there's a famous actress from Ireland named Siobhan. I don't think there's anyone in Ireland named Siobhan. No, there are. No, there are. You look stupid. You sound so stupid, Brady. You sound so stupid. But you sound xenophobic. <laughs> You're so right. Brady, foremost. that's really... Oh, man. Oh, my gosh, Brady. Guys, I'm just going to say this. Brady, you can't do that. Stop. Oh, my gosh, Brady. Put the potato down. That is so offensive. Oh, my God. Oh, Brady. Uh, guys, I'm just going to say... I'm going to come right out and say it. I hate Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, we've been trying to get that out of you for years. <laughs> I saw Banshees of Inishirin, and I couldn't stop throwing up. <laughs> I wish the donkey would have killed Colin Farrell. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the donkey was the best part of that movie. <laughs> oh, man. All right, let's get one more and then move move on from this this letter apologize profusely oh yeah, yeah. yeah. our next yeah, episode we, is just we, gonna be like a, we're sorry <laughs> to hey, first, first yeah first of all we started to search ronan <laughs> turns out she was a listener and she did not like what we had to say she says i didn't like what you had to say about me on the podcast all right um the next one we have is um, is the Banshees of Inishirin, speaking of which. No! Uh, <laughs> good lord. Worry about, oh. about me peeking. Ooh, as a sports movie. Oh, well, this is easy. Hold on. We, we might this need to do another e- this one. This is easy. Yeah, yeah this is low-hanging yeah. fruit. That's the, the team name is Banshees. They're from Inishirin. They win state. The end. <laughs> they, they win state. <laughs> Uh, as a documentary? Oh, I oh, oh like it's a, uh, uh, what's it called? The like ghost finder TV shows. Yeah. yeah where they're yeah, fi- yeah. trying to find the Banshees of Inishirin. Oh yeah. Okay. So oh, what, are, what are those ghost hunter ghost hunter? That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, are those- <laughs> <laughs> what are those ghost hunter movies called? Oh, show where they, hunt, where they hunt ghosts? Where they like, go ghost no. hunting? Wait, it wasn't called? even that. It wasn't even like, What's the movie where they <laughs> hunt ghosts called? No, you said, what are those ghost hunter shows called? Oh, ghost hunters. <laughs> I was like, Scooby-Doo? Like, <laughs> Yeah, instead of uh, instead of the, the Velma remake, can we have this? Oh, <laughs> y'all, well, have y'all seen the, like, have y'all seen anything about the Velma remake? I, I saw the IMDb rating. That's all I needed yeah. to know. It is like appalling. Like I feel like I I feel like I heard they got greenlit for a second season. Dude, I mean maybe because people don't like companies don't care about reviews. They care about viewers. And so like, if people are watching, that's going to tell them that like 
they want a second season of it. Anyways, I don't need to go into the minutia of how Hollywood works. With you. <laughs> um, I actually kind of like the idea of Banshees of Inishirin being a Scooby-Doo story. Okay, okay, okay. So there's there's a pair of friends named Podrick and Colm, mm-hmm. and they run a bar together, like a failing bar. Right. And in order to increase revenue, they invent the story of the Banshees of Inishirin <laughs> in order to like draw in tourism and and ghost hunters who will like hunt down these these banshees wherever banshees live. I don't know. They live in the bo- they live in the bogs. <laughs> Are ghost hunters witchers? No, Henry Cavill is not a a ghost hunter. Uh, well, I don't know if you've seen the show, but kind of. I have not. <laughs> I, I don't know if you've heard about Henry Cavill's career after he got kicked out of Superman, but he's chasing <laughs> some ghosts, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> We're all right, guys. On today's episode, we're hunting the ghost of Henry Cavill's Superman career. Oh, there he goes! Oh, it's season three of The Witcher. Oh, oh he's in Black Adam for two and a half seconds. Um. Anyways, God, we have to stop talking about the DC movies. I know, I know, I know. It's, it's just it's too gonna, easy. It's, it's going it's to lead, it's going to lead into a discussion about the Flash. I don't think I can have that right now. Y'all, can uh, I can I remind y'all, y'all real quick? Can I remind you guys that? Um, if it's DC related, you have to put a dollar in the jar. Can I remind you guys that Shazam comes out this month? Like <laughs> in in 10 days, that movie will be in theaters. Well, unfortunately, people would care more if Zachary Levi didn't come out as an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> <laughs> or, or DC just put in effort. Anyway. Oh, man. Anyways. Oh, All right, yeah, yeah. So you got these two, that. these two ghost hunters, and they've got to take down the banshees of Inishirin to save their family bar. Yeah, but then an actual priest comes along and tries to exorcise them. <laughs> oh wait, 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 wait! What if they're the what? It's what if it's a reverse perspective from Scooby Doo? They have started a bar in which they like have invented a ghost story. Suddenly, a van full of <laughs> teenagers of teenagers show up. <laughs> Is trying to like unmask them, so it's like the <laughs> other side of the the Scooby Doo perspective. A van full of drug-addled teenagers comes in and is like, <laughs> "We're gonna solve this yeah. mystery, gang." It's me, Shaggy. You got any ghosts? <laughs> Hi there, my name is Shaggy O'Connery, and I'm gonna <laughs> like Zoinks. I'm gonna cast out this ghost out of your out of your bar, <laughs> and then uh, Scooby's just Scottish. It seems here you got some banshees in your in your bar. <laughs> you got some banshees in your shearing. <laughs> she bear she on my in until I shear it. <laughs> she triangle on my of till I sadness. <laughs> she tarred on my tar till I tar. <laughs> <laughs> she everything everywhere all at once. She everything <laughs> on my everywhere till I all at once. <laughs> <laughs> Stop stop it, babe. You're going to make me all at once. Oh. <laughs> she topped on my gun till I'm Maverick. She- <laughs> oh, she fabled me until I was all quiet on the Western Front. <laughs> she wailed on my whale till I wailed. <laughs> Oh, well, Brittany, uh, there's about five minutes you can cut out. So. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, y'all get, give me this premium material and then tell me to cut it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do we what do we do now? I don't know. Where are we? <laughs> Let's talk about best pictures real quick. 
Which one do you want to win and which one do you think is going to win? Okay, two things real fast. Number one, all opinions on this podcast are final for all people of all time. Yep. Um, yep. Number two, yep. let me read off the list of Best Picture nominees just so yes. we have it fresh on our minds. Okay. Yes. So we have All Quiet on the Western Front, mm-hmm. Avatar The Way of Water, Manchus of Inishirin, mm-hmm. Elvis. How also not Elvis- real. <laughs> Elvis stumbled drunkenly onto this list. Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Mm-hmm. The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun, Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. Okay. I think my answer is going to be pretty apparent. So, um, okay. <laughs> uh, if you know me, if you know me at all, um, so I want one of y'all to go first before we get to just kind of my redundancies. Col- Colton, you go for it. Okay, I think uh, I think for me it's between two. Uh, I think for me it is everything, everywhere, all at once, or the Fablemans. Um, I I think the Fablemans is like, hey, Oscar selection committee, here is an Oscar movie like mm-hmm. that was made for you. Yeah. Um, now that being said, I think the Fablemans is like top two. I mean, obviously, uh, mm-hmm. I loved I loved this movie. It was great. It was funny. In my, um, in, in my I, opinion, the Fablemans is Steven Spielberg at his like best. Oh, oh I, I would totally agree. Incredible yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, I think everything everywhere all at once is a little too weird for the, like, I don't know for the selection committee. Cause I mean, it's mm. a weird movie. It does not mean yeah. it's not one of the best movies ever. Um, it's, just, it's weird. But it's a weird yeah. movie. Um, yeah. I think, I think so, it's, it's polarizing. Like you either walk out of that movie loving it or hating it. I don't mm-hmm. think you could argue that it's a, a bad movie, but it is a You'd polarizing. Be, you would be surprised. You'd, yeah. Talk to, talk to my wife. Um, <laughs> uh, well, also like on, I know I shouldn't bring this up as like a valid point, but like on Twitter, people like that don't like everything everywhere all at once, hate everything everywhere all at once. They think it is like the biggest piece of like the biggest piece of crap movie that you could possibly think of. Like it's pointless. It's stupid. It's blah, blah, blah. I could, uh, I don't want to get into it. Colton, I don't want to take up any more of your time. No, you're good. I think, I don't know. It's hard um, because I think the Fablemans is the safe choice, but -hmm. I think if they don't pick everything everywhere all at once, like there's going to be a lot of backlash for that, but Mm -hmm. it would be kind of between those two. Um, I would love to give an honorable mention to the Banish- Banshees of Inisherin. I liked the movie. It would have been probably ten times better uh, if they had told me at the very beginning of the movie that it was a it was a metaphor for the Irish Civil War because I'm a dumb dumb idiot boy and didn't realize <laughs> that until at the very end of the movie. Yeah, it it kind of assumes you have prior knowledge of like the state of Ireland at the time. Like if you were to make a movie about the forties we as Americans would just assume, oh, it's wartime. And yeah, I think this movie right. kind of assumes like, oh, you are familiar with like the Irish revolutions and, and constant civil wars that they've had. And spoiler alert, I am not. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like when I found out that uh, the lighthouse was just a retelling of the story of Prometheus. And I was like, oh, man. Oh, I'm stupid. I didn't even realize that. Like, <laughs> I don't know where Banshees was released. Now, I would not say the average person knows about the Irish Civil War, but mm-hmm. it, it makes those movie make a lot more sense when you have that prior knowledge. 
Now, that being said, if you told me at the very beginning, hey, this movie is about this movie is a metaphor for this. I would have been like, well, that's bad storytelling. <laughs> but so there's not really a winning. Colin here. Farrell looks at the camera and says, hey, Colton. Hey, Colton, this movie's about this movie's about depression in wartime. All right. Or um, another good example of that of that kind of like storytelling uh, is Mother. Yeah. When I found out that it was just the Bible. I wish like it's like the the average like lay person going to see mother, which I was like, if you are like, God bless you, um, <laughs> you, you are in for a ride. <laughs> I was like, obviously, you don't pay attention to Darren Aronofsky at all. Um, they would walk out of it being like, oh, that's stupid. Like that was dumb. And a lot of people did. But like also, I think people would have still walked out of it being like, oh, that's stupid. If they knew going into it beforehand, like it was a metaphor for the Bible. So it was like I, or, or like a retelling of the Bible. So it's like I feel like you you have a double-edged sword when it comes to like how much knowledge do you need to like front load yeah well and i think what i actually and really what it comes down to for me really it's on y'all as my friends for not telling me what the oh. movie was about beforehand uh, so yeah, i'm really is, blaming our fault okay. yeah i think this is y'all's fault primarily okay. i'll add that I mean, to my list of baggage oh god uh yeah anyways um shut up colton um <laughs> Brady, what about you? I don't. I don't really want to be here anymore. I don't. Oh yeah, Colton kind of. Colton kind of screwed up the vibe, huh? I guess if I I'm like sorry, have I, to, I, if I have to talk about movies still, um, <laughs> I think I'm. I think I'm there with Colton. Um, obviously, I I want everything everywhere all at once to win. Mm-hmm. I do think the Fablemans um, or the Banshees of Inisherin have that Oscar bait flavor. If what one last year? Coda one last year? Coda, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, if the Fablemans or Banshees wins, those, in my opinion, are the two safest choices. I yes, yeah, I would I totally agree. agree. Um, and not that does not say anything about Mark McDonough or Steven Spielberg. Oh, like, fantastic directors and fantastic movies. But I think if you were looking for a non-controversial movie right. to win, then that those are your two. But picks. like, even if one of those movies does win, it is still controversial, right? Because yeah, there are there are better movies that are nominated. Yeah, yeah. I man, I think we talked we talked a lot of crap on the Oscar selection committee, and uh, rightfully so. But sure. man, I would not want their job. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I can already tell you right now. Like to your point, Colton. If the Fablemans win over everything, everywhere, all at once, the narrative is going to be spicy. Yes. Right. And and, and, and I don't think that's a conversation that, that we shouldn't be having, like rightfully so. Mm-hmm. However, I I understand that like there's 10 great movies on here and you can only pick one. So. Well, there's like not, there's like eight. There's <laughs> there's one great movie on here and then there's a few other movies <laughs> there, there's like there's no there is eight great movies on here and then there's elvis uh elvis and avatar um so okay my, for me obviously like anyone that knows me personally like in like <laughs> offline and on knows that uh everything everywhere all at once is my favorite movie of all time and i really think that it has a very good chance of winning best picture so that's what I want to win. What I think is going to win, like I said, I think that it has a very strong chance and I'm holding out hope. I just have this sinking feeling 
that, and I hate saying sinking feeling because like any movie that I say, I'm like, oh no, it's a good movie. But like I have like a feeling that something like the Fablemans or Banshees is going to come in and get it. Yeah. Because it's like, you know what? It's like give, like give Steven Spielberg best director. Like I don't care. Like yeah. I'd I'd love to see it go to the Daniels. Um, I don't think they will. Do you, do you think you'd be? Do you think you would be appeased if everything everywhere all at once won everything else except best director or best picture? No. Um, okay. <laughs> I, I I agree. I'm just I was curious what you thought. No, I I think that like top to bottom, it is like one of the most creative movies we've seen nominated for best picture in so long. Let me, let me say this about everything everywhere. It could have been exactly what people who hate the movie think that it is. It could have been corny. It could have Mm -hmm. been super cheesy and like not like not gotten its point across as skillfully as it did. Yeah. But it avoided all those and instead emerged as I think one of the best movies of the 20th century, like the 21st century, whenever we live. (laughs) Yes. Full, full agree. I I think everything everywhere is in my probably top three movies of all time. Yeah. Um, I've, I've been reading that like, it's been getting a lot of like very positive attention in terms of like when people talk to Oscar voters, um, so here's hoping. Well, we know that they are longtime listeners and right. we know that they, they know, yeah, they know who we are. They take our musings very seriously. <laughs> and so I'm hoping that this can be the final thing that sways them. Yeah. And there's just two more things I want to talk about very quickly. And then we can sign off the two. Cause it's like in, in terms of the other categories, like uh, let's just focus on acting for now. Brendan Fraser is running away with best actor. I haven't seen the will. I have seen it. Uh, it was deeply triggering to me. Um, not even like as a joke, like truly I spent the entirety of that movie in like ugly sob crying. That's a story for another day. Um, <laughs> that's for our therapy podcast. Yeah. Brendan Fraser is amazing in it though. Uh, I just wish they would stop putting like not fat people in fat suits. That's all I'm saying. Um, yeah. Kihui Kwan is again, running away with best supporting actor. I think the line in another life, I would have just liked doing laundry and taxes with you is going to be one of the most quintessential movie quotes of our time. That truly one of the coldest lines ever written in a movie. Yeah. Um, Incredible. The two most contentious races right now, though, are best actress and best supporting actress. Best actress, because you have Michelle Yeoh, who gives the performance of a lifetime in everything everywhere all at once. And you have Kate Blanchett, who also gives the performance of a lifetime in yep. Tar. Yeah. Honestly, I wouldn't be sad to see it go to either one of them. I really want Michelle to win, though. Do not get me wrong. Kate Blanchett is at the top of her game in Tar. I think Tar is a fantastic movie. Yep. There's just something about Evelyn Wong. Um, <laughs> that's the that's the title of this episode. <laughs> There's just something about Evelyn Wong. <laughs> <laughs> and then best supporting. The other nominees are almost not even like worth mentioning <laughs> because the real race in this is between Stephanie Shu and Jamie Lee Curtis. And here's my hot take. Jamie Lee Curtis should not be on that list. Okay. Hold on. Nobody can wiggle hot dog fingers like Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> okay. If you were going to nominate 
anyone for best supporting from everything everywhere you only had one choice for best supporting actress would you pick jamie lee curtis no because stephanie shu is like the heart of that movie i think she she got half the screen time as stephanie and gave half the performance not because she's like she just wasn't present in the movie it's because the movie did not require it of her like right it's like if joe butapaki or joy were not in the movie it would not have been the same movie <laughs> if darth vader wasn't in star in wars, star wars it, would it, it would not have been the same star wars we saw today uh if stephanie if stephanie shu wins best act or best supporting actress the tears i will cry just weeping and gnashing of teeth <laughs> Te- tearing of clothes ash on forehead yeah like sackcloth and ash just <laughs> like funeral regalia for the other actresses because they couldn't hold a candle to miss stephanie shoe um anyways i'm done talking about this uh i don't want to talk about this anymore let's move on to the end the end <laughs> do you have a letterbox for us derek i do have a letterbox for us but we've got oh, some other things to yes. go through first no thank you guys for for sticking around honestly yeah. you didn't have to you can go most of you, you can most go of you now we didn't <laughs> yeah most of y'all probably stopped after the after the shaking not stirred <laughs> <laughs> um well first of all thank you to the academy it's been an honor uh second of all um, thank you to 11 Acorn Lane for the use of our theme song, Stay Electro Swing Remix. Uh, and we hope you've had just just the best time. Like, just a great time. Uh, a happy Oscar season to you all. Merry Oscar. Boys, do we want a letterbox before we go? I do want a letterbox. Okay. Well, I have one pulled up right now. Wow. Uh, that's, that's a little convenient. Right? It's like I planned this. Uh, just to let you know, it's a spicy one. This is from, uh, <laughs> I just saw, I just saw the person who put this, uh, this is from, uh, letterbox user, tall girl fan. This is from a, a movie that was released in 2001. Uh, oh. tall girl fan gave it uh, one star. They actually reviewed this on my birthday in 2020. They said, I hate this movie because it romanticizes monsters to be funny clowns. No, they are not. One time I was at my friend's house at a sleepover and in the middle of the night, a monster came and ate her. I now have PTSD and this movie is garbage and too scary for me to watch. Monsters are scary animals and not funny. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go with Shrek. Okay. (laughs) Dang it. That's a good one. Um, I, my brain says monsters versus aliens, but I know that didn't come out in two thousand and one. Um, but I'm going with it regardless. W- d- despite the year release, both of you were very close. It is actually the Disney Pixar hit Monsters Incorporated. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm a freaking idiot. <laughs> my name is Brady King, and uh, I'm scared. I peed a little. <laughs> my name is Derek Folson. Did you guys hear that? I don't know what was that. My name is Colton Hart, and it's actually me, guys. I'm the monster in your closet. No, Ooh. no, no, no. Uh, and if you see Sandra Bullock, give her an Oscar. The last one she won was for what was the what was the movie that she for her her groundbreaking work in uh the lost the lost city <laughs> no it was not the lost city it was uh the game plan 
the proposal? No, that that movie where she played the Southern mom, the white savior movie. Oh, the oh. longest yard. <laughs> the Is biggest the, field. It, <laughs> oh my god. It's gonna it's gonna kill me. The big game. San, Angel Sandra, Oh, Angels in the Game Field. <laughs> the rookie Football. of the outfield. Blind side. The blind side. The blind game. We got it. No, we got it no, that's not that's not it. 